0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 156 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. It is playoff time. Welcome to the Fantasy Playoffs. Congratulations. If you're still listening, you're most likely in the playoffs. Big up to you. Let's go get those hashtag TCK titles. Yo, today I am recapping week 13 and diving into my ballers and stallers for week 13. And then we're going to preview the rest of this week, a busy week, into the fantasy playoffs. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 14, we are finally here, family. Week 13 in the books, fantasy playoffs are upon us. Congratulations to everybody involved in the fantasy playoffs. If you're listening still at this point, I assume that you are in the fantasy playoffs. Congratulations. Well done. Out of five leagues that I'm in, uh, I am in the playoffs in three, um, and the other two were uh, injury-stricken. I'm not making excuses. It's fantasy football. That's what happens, Um, but the long and short of it in those other two leagues, I drafted players um, that had big injury bugs all season, Uh, so unfortunately uh, that became a problem for me, and I couldn't overcome it late, so I missed the playoffs in two leagues, but in three leagues, I'm in the playoffs, and um, I'll be battling with y'all, so congratulations to everybody in the TCK Bod Listener League, of course, we will uh, recap that and preview that for the playoffs later on this week, and congratulations to everybody else in your other leagues as well, your home leagues, your family leagues, your work leagues, what have you, uh, big ups, fantasy football playoffs are here. Um, it's crazy that we're here already, uh, you know, going through the summer and all the prep work and pre-draft after the NFL draft, pre-draft season for fantasy football through draft season into the first couple of weeks of the season. We're getting working all of a sudden, man, a couple months have flown by and now we're here to the playoffs. So once again, big up to everybody who is involved. And let's make sure you bring home those titles for yourself and get those uh, TCK pod fantasy championships best you can i would love for people to hit us up on instagram twitter uh and of course email and let us know how this podcast benefited you in, in in any way this year and uh if it didn't um if uh you know i'll go over recapping and how we'd like to find things you know for next season and better that um i'll go into that in the off season but Just for right now, in the playoffs, how you got to the playoffs, if uh, any of the advice myself, any of our guests that we're bringing on, Lucas and Chris, who have been on and a tremendous help throughout this podcast, or anybody else we've had on the podcast this season, um, if anybody has uh, in particular given you a nugget of advice that uh, inevitably – led you to the championship, uh, in your league, hopefully, and the playoffs in general to start. I would love to hear about that kind of stuff. Um, and if you have some, uh, positive, uh, feedback moving forward or constructive criticism, we're always appreciative of that. So without any further ado, let's get into a big week 13 recap. Of course, we kicked it off with three Thanksgiving day games, and, uh, we did a Thanksgiving episode already last week, but, uh, let us be the, uh, the last, um, after, uh, Chris Berman and Tom Jackson, Monday Night Football, to uh, wish you uh, formally a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Hope you all had a great weekend. Um, A lot of football going down. So let's kick it off on Thursday. We had the Bears and the Lions. Every single year, the Lions play on uh, Thanksgiving, host a game, as do the Cowboys, who we'll get to in a second. This year, it was the Bears and the Lions. And Mitch Trubisky throwing for over 300 yards for his first time in 16 games. Uh, he had a uh, third touchdown pass in the game, which eventually lifted the Bears over the Lions in this win. The Lions had a good chance to win this game, actually. They were leading in halftime, 17-7, to but the Bears came back and won the game 24-20. Bears moved to 6-6, six and six, and the Lions fall to 3-8-1. and one. David Blau gets his NFL start for uh, the Lions. He actually started off real hot, two early touchdowns, but faded off. Nothing after that, and the Bears eventually come back and win. Trubisky over 300 as I mentioned, in three touchdowns, Bo Scarborough, 21 carries, just 83 yards. He had a 22-yard rush that would have put him over 100, called back as well. Uh, had another opportunity to score, but they decided to pass. Instead, Kenny Holiday, 158-1 and on four receptions, a big game early, huge reception to start the game, and then Marvin Jones with a touchdown as well. So uh, David Montgomery gets that, uh, final touchdown reception to, uh, go ahead for the bears there for the win. So the bears get a big win. And, um, technically I think are somewhat in the, uh, in the wild card still, but the NFC is so top heavy, uh, right now that they frankly don't have a chance outside of the Vikings, um, and the Seahawks and or the Niners for that, uh, Maybe the Cowboys and the Eagles even still um, for that wild card spot. So I, I think the Bears is a long shot, but the Bears get the win twenty to twenty four. Let's move on to the second game of the day: the Bills and the Cowboys. The Bills are nine and three to start the season for the first time since nineteen ninety six. The uh, Bills get it done behind Josh Allen, but also on a nice trick play, um, John Brown with a touchdown. Uh, there he becomes the first Bills receiver to throw a touchdown pass um, after catching a touchdown pass his own right so the Bills get the win 26 to 15 they move to nine and three five and one on the road so far and the Cowboys fall to six and six somehow them and the Eagles just refusing to win their division um, but the the Cowboys now six and six there Dak Prescott 355 and two Zeke 71 yards Cole Beasley Having a nice game there for the Bills. Six receptions, 110, and a touchdown. Michael Gallup and uh, Mari Cooper, not much there for uh, the Cowboys. <clears throat> Jason Witten gets a touchdown for them as well. Cowboys are definitely fading. I expect uh, Jason Garrett to get fired anytime. They'll probably give him the decency, at least to finish out the season this year, I would imagine. Uh, but they will be firing him, I would bet. Um, you know, they call it Black Monday in the NFL, uh, the day after the Super Bowl, the day after the regular season. Fires, uh, coaches are fired. So I expect Jason Garrett to be one of those guys. Cowboys lose at home to the Bills with a big win on the road, 26 15. Move on to the nightcap for Thanksgiving the Saints and the Falcons. The Saints 26, Falcons 18. Saints move to 10 2, 5 0 on the road as well. And the Falcons fall to 3 9, 1 5 at home. The Saints clinch their third consecutive NFC. South title they are the first team in the NFL to clinch a playoff spot in their division Matt Ryan 302 for the Falcons Alvin Kamara 61 yards a few more through the air, but has not been Alvin Kamara. I wouldn't call him a bust because he's been very consistent, but he's definitely not been a top-four pick that many people picked him as. So we'll go over some of those disappointments later on uh, in the in the season. Um, but unfortunately, Alvin Kamara has not been what you expected him to be. Uh, Julio Jones was out in this game, a late scratch. Uh, if you started Russell Gage like I did in a pinch, he ended up getting you a late uh, garbage-time touchdown, so that helped. Um, but Calvin Ridley ate for 91 as well. I think Julio Jones and Austin Hooper both um, come back this week uh, in week 14 for your fantasy playoffs. Also, Devonta Freeman came back in this game as well. Um, not, not really a huge uh, game for him, um, but you know he was involved, and uh, the Falcons' defense just can't stop anybody. So they get the loss, and uh, the Saints pick up a big win and clinch the NFC South for the third consecutive year. Let's move into the Sunday slot where the Jets and the Bungles face off. The Bungles get their first win of the season. I picked the Bengals two weeks ago against the Steelers. They should have won that game too, but they didn't. I picked them again this week, and Lucas and Mize pick them. And uh, the Bengals do get the win here. Bengals' first win since week 15 of 2018, 350 days ago, almost exactly a year since their last win. Andy Dalton, the longtime veteran, uh, gets – the start um and the team was really fired up about it Joe Mixon had mentioned earlier in the week on uh Twitter that he was stoked about it AJ Green also he did not play um but the the team rallied around him and you know I appreciate that so Zach Taylor gets his first win as a rookie head coach 22 to 6 over the Jets uh the Jets fall to 4 and 8 the Bengals move to 1 and 11 and um the Jets, <laughs> frankly, looked horrible in this game. Uh, I started um, Sam Darnold over Aaron Rodgers, which, uh, as you can imagine, was terrible, considering Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but I started Air, um, Sam Darnold over Aaron Rodgers. That didn't pan out, obviously. But um, he did not throw a touchdown. Um, he was constantly under pressure. He had a a really nice game to Robbie Anderson, who was actually seven for 101. So that helped out fantasy owners. But Le'Veon Bell still not doing much. Um, And Sam Darnold was not able to do much either against what should have been a very, very plus matchup against these Bengals. Andy Dalton, 243 and a touchdown in his return. And Joe Mixon also gets in the end zone as well. So the Bengals get it done and they get off the schneid and they finally get their first win of the season, 22 to six. Moving into the AFC South big divisional game here. The Titans get the win on the road versus the Colts, 31-17. Titans move to 7 and 5, Colts fall to 6 and 6. Derrick Henry stays hot. 100 plus rushing yards in 3 straight games. Of course, he ended last year absolutely on fire as we all remember kicking off with that Thursday night against Jacksonville where he was 200, you know, plus four touchdowns. He has uh, remained extremely hot. I think it's just a matter of him being enormous. And this time of year when it's cold and uh in the winter and you're getting down to the playoffs, a lot of these teams are beat up and hurt and, and uh you know tired um and fatigued overall. I think a guy like Derrick Henry can really, really wear down a team. So we're seeing that with the Titans right now. And Jacoby Brissett had a decent game, 301, uh, but without T. Y. Hilton, he's just not gonna be able to um do much in this game. T.Y. Hilton was basically just a bystander in this game. Um Still battling an injury, and I just don't think he may not even play at all anymore. Uh, Frank Wright came out and said that he would be, you know, surprised. There's a chance that T.Y. Hilton could return this year, but with the Colts kind of slowly getting out of playoff contention, I wouldn't be surprised if they just shut down T.Y. Hilton. Unfortunately, Zach Paschal should be the number one guy, seven for 109. Uh, he should be that guy. So if he's on a waiver wire, I think he's a great pickup there. Um, and then, uh, Marlon Mack could be returning for week 14 as well. Uh, Jonathan Williams, not much. We'll get to balls and stallers in the second half of this episode. Jonathan Williams, not much, though. And uh, Naheem Hines does get in the end zone uh, to fill in for the Colts. But um, Jordan Wilkins also coming back healthy. There's just too many mouths to feed there in Indianapolis all of a sudden. So <clears throat> I'm not very excited about it, to be honest with you. Ryan Tannehill uh, stays hot, a couple of touchdowns there. And um, big upside with uh, A.J. Brown, but again, not so much consistency. But I do like the upside if you're in a pinch moving forward down the uh, playoffs as they have one of the best schedules moving forward, as do the Titans. So Titans get the win on the road against the Colts, 31-17. Let's move on to the Dolphins. The Dolphins also get a win this week versus – The Eagles, who, again, with the Cowboys refusing to step up and win that division, that is completely up for grabs. If the uh, Giants and Redskins weren't so horrible, they'd probably have a chance as well. Um, The Dolphins actually have a trick play, which you probably have seen by now if you have not. They actually lined up a crazy kind of a college formation, and uh, the punter took the snap, ran kind of an option route, and Brett Favre shoveled past uh, a touchdown to the kicker, um, Jason Sanders. So pretty cool play unusual play unique play that was fun to watch from a team you know just really out there having fun doing their best ryan fitzpatrick having a great game 365 and three uh and Devonte parker um if you've been listening to the fantasy footballers which i'm sure most of you uh many of you that listen to me probably listen to them i'm sure <clears throat> as they're arguably the biggest fantasy football network uh right now um they have been touting Devontae Parker for the last couple of weeks that he could potentially be a league winner with his schedule and the D gaff mentality of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And sure enough, here we are, 7 for 159 and 2 from Devontae Parker, who was straight up mossing uh, cornerbacks from the Eagles. He went up and over multiple times. Um, I kept tuning into that game uh, in my streams, and my cycle of of streaming games. I kept tuning into that game because the Dolphins were – um, coming back and coming back and taking the lead, and then they lose the lead, and they come back and they were winning late. So, I tuned in, and uh, Devontae Parker looked very, very good. So, impressive win there from the Dolphins. Um, Miles Sanders on the Eagles side, uh, 83 yards there. Uh, Zach Ertz dropped a touchdown. Um, Alshon Jeffrey had a big game, we'll get to him in ballers and stallers as well. Uh, but the Eagles, man, really just not taking advantage of the opportunities here, but the Cowboys not playing well. Give up a, a big loss to the Dolphins, 37-31. Let's get into the snow game of the week, and that was the Packers and the Giants. The Packers made easy work of the Giants here, 31-13. This one's in New Jersey. Packers moved to 9-3. The Giants fall to 2-10 um aaron Rodgers four touchdowns here he had two deep bombs early and it was pretty much over after that 243 and four for aaron Rodgers. saquon 83 yards on 19 carries and adam lazard three catches 103 and a touchdown a nice deep bomb for him the packers are three and zero uh following a loss this season so definitely able to bounce back you like to see that from your franchise and they are they are doing it well so big game from them um daniel jones again sloppy um He's worried about him against the Eagles coming off of that brutal loss to the Dolphins. I think the Eagles' defense is really going to step up on Monday Night Football against Daniel Jones, but we shall see there. I think that the Eagles are one of my better streaming defenses this week. But um, big game there. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams continue to split the backfield for the Packers. Kind of confusing there. We're not sure who is the main dog. Um, You can either start neither of them or start both of them. They're kind of a, a poor man's Rashad Penny and Chris Carson at this point, but um, I don't want anything to do with the backfield. I love Aaron Jones individually, but with uh, Jamal Williams playing well enough <clears throat> to take some of that opportunity, I'm a bit worried about it. So Packers get the win 31-13 over the Giants, and the lone bright spot here with Sterling Shepard did return after a number of weeks out. To catch a nice um, touchdown in the snow, there a diving grab from Daniel Jones. So, big catch from him, but otherwise not much doing there for the Giants. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let's go on to the Steelers and the Browns. Of course, the rematch of the the bullshit fiasco two weeks ago. Steelers go ahead and get the win here, twenty to thirteen. They move to seven and five, still in playoff contention. The Browns fall to five and seven. The Browns' last win versus the Steelers in Pittsburgh was week five, 2003. So 16 years in a row, the uh, Steelers have beaten the Browns at home. Um, Devlin Hodgins, Devlin Hodges, excuse me, uh, Duck Hodges gets the start for the Steelers and he has a nice uh, deep bomb last week uh, to James Washington. This week to James Washington as well, two twelve and a touchdown there. Benny Snell, sixty three yards and a touchdown in place of Chris Carson or I'm sorry, James Conner. I apologize, James Conner there in, in um, uh, Pittsburgh and James Washington a big game there. You know with that touchdown, four for one eleven and a touchdown for the Browns side. Uh, Jarvis Landry stays hot. Nick Chubb doing all right, uh, but. Odell Beckham held without 100 yards receiving for six straight weeks, the longest drought of his career. So frustrating there for the Browns. They are uh, essentially eliminated from playoff contention unless they somehow run the table uh, and get the 9-7 and seven and other teams bail, but I don't see the Browns making it at this point. So Steelers' big win at home, 20-13. to 13. Moving on to another impressive upset of the week, the Redskins beat the Panthers in Carolina 29 to 21, the skins move to three and nine, and the Panthers fall to five and eleven. Uh, five and seven. Excuse me. Panthers fall to five and seven. The Redskins move to three and nine. Big win on the road for the Redskins who ran all over the Panthers. This is the first road win versus the Panthers since week 15, 1998, for the Redskins. Um, this also led to the firing, uh, breaking news, um, firing of uh Ron Rivera, the former head coach, I should say, of the Carolina Panthers. Um, firing him is not going to fix things in Carolina. They don't have a quarterback. Cam Newton's definitely not the answer. He'll be gone at the end of the year anyway. Uh, Kyle Allen has been okay this year, but he's not a game winner. I think he's just kind of a, you know, a poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo where he's not going to lose you games but he won't necessarily win them for you either. Um, they're not able to take advantage of Christian McCaffrey's all-world talent weekly. Uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, uh, who were excellent receivers, not really able to take advantage of them. Um, Greg Olson left with a gnarly concussion at, at the uh, about halftime of this game. So unfortunately, Ron Rivera is out the door in Carolina. I don't think that's a huge move for the Panthers moving forward. I understand what they're trying to do, but why not let him finish the rest of the season? He's been a, a huge staple for that franchise for a long time. Led them to a Super Bowl um, appearance a couple years ago. Of course, they got shellacked uh, by the Broncos, but nonetheless, they they made it. Um, so surprising. I, I just think there's other teams in the league who should be fired well before Ron Rivera. But nonetheless, Ron Rivera sees the door. Uh, they're interviewing candidates right now i'm not sure who it's going to be per this podcast but i'll update once i do know but um kyle allen just 278 and two touchdowns dj Moore six for 75 and a touchdown on the other side though ran all over uh adrian peterson 99 yards and a touchdown darius guys 10 for 129 and two touchdowns i like darius guys a lot moving forward face the packers this uh week in your fantasy playoffs i think uh he's a good Good position there to, to get, a uh, again, probably 15 carries or so, um, and he can do a lot with the explosion there. So big win for the Skins on the road uh, versus the Panthers, 29-21. We'll go on to uh, the Bucks and the Jags, the Battle of Florida here, 28-11. Buccaneers beat the Jags, moved to 5-7. and seven. The Jags fall to 4-8. and eight. Um, The Bucks turn over Nick Foles on three straight possessions to open the game. Nick Foles is benched. For Garner Menchu, Gardner Menchu comes out late, has a couple of drives, has a nice touchdown to DJ uh, D.D. Westbrook. Um, but otherwise, uh, the Jags just couldn't get it done. Leonard Fournette was slow in this game. Jameis Winston, 268, no picks, but no touchdowns either. Uh, rarity from Jameis Winston. Peyton Barber, not Ronald Jones. Peyton Barber, two touchdowns, just 44 yards rushing on 17 carries, which is abysmal, but he does get two rushing touchdowns. Ronald Jones was sat because he missed a uh, – a pass blocking assignment did not pick up a blitz properly. And uh, Bruce Arians did not like that. He benched him essentially. And Peyton Barber was the one to get that touchdown. And then another one following definitely worried about that. Moving forward to your uh, playoffs. I would not be comfortable with Ronald Jones, who does not have a plus matchup. Anyway, uh, the leading receiver for the Buccaneers was Brashad Perryman. That's right, folks five for 87, not Mike Evans, uh, not Chris Godwin, of course, not one of your tight ends. Um, it was Brashad Perriman. So very frustrating day for the Bucks in a game that they dominated, frankly, but not so much in the uh, fantasy categories. The Buccaneers have five-plus sacks in consecutive games for the first time since 2004, so they really took it to the Buccaneers. They were uh, could have been the number one defense, depending on your scoring in uh, fantasy this week in uh, Week 13. Let's move on to the afternoon games here. Um, the game of the week will start there. Uh with the 49ers and the Ravens. Um, uh, you know, this game was a morning game. Excuse me. I I jumped the gun a little bit, but the last one here on the slate. Uh game of the week here. The Ravens do get the win 20 to 17. I had mentioned, of course, I'm a Niner homer. We all know that. Um, but I was worried about this game and us stopping Lamar Jackson, which we did. Uh, he just had one touchdown rushing and a hundred yards and just over a hundred yards passing and a touchdown as well. But it was a sloppy game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't get it done down the stretch and uh my boy, Justin Tucker, hit the game when you field goal as time expired. So hats off to the Ravens. Um, my lady is a big Ravens fan, so, you know, shouts to her. Of course, she let me hear it. Um, but uh, big up to the Ravens. I think this could potentially be another game we see in February. We shall see. But the Ravens move to 10-2. and two. The Niners fall to 10-2, and 20-17. Jimmy Garoppolo just a touchdown in 165 there. Raheem Mostert. Um, Really the player of the game, 146 on the ground on 19 carries and a touchdown. Mark Andrews, three for 50 and a touchdown there as well. George Kittle pretty quiet in this game as were the rest of the weapons. So we shall see what happens here, but the Ravens are on an eight-game win streak, big win over uh, the um, other best team in the league, the 49ers. So this could potentially be a Super Bowl preview, and we shall see moving forward. Now we can move on to the afternoon games. We'll move on to the Rams and the Cardinals. Lucas and I actually both picked the Cardinals to win this game. Whoopsies. That was a whiff. Uh, the Rams, huge win here, 34-7. to um, Really making a statement. Robert Woods, 13 receptions, 172. Any of these Rams receivers can have that kind of a game. Robert Woods has not had one um, very often this year at all, and he finally breaks out there. Todd Gurley, almost 100 yards and a touchdown as well. Jared Goff, over 400 yards yards passing and two touchdowns uh Kyler Murray gets a late 20 plus yard rushing touchdown but not much otherwise and as far as the running backs go for the Cardinals it looks like it's Kenyon Drake's backfield um Chase Edmonds was active but didn't do anything and David Johnson was also active but he didn't do much either um I Think that this is a Kenyon Drake backfield moving forward. Not really excited about the Cardinals in general. I'm pretty stoked on them next year, and we'll go into that. I think as they all grow together with a full off season. But as of right now, I'm I'm fading the Cardinals in general. Um, but the Rams, if they can stay hot, and this is Road Goff, who's usually not as good, but if he can stay this hot um, on the road. Uh I'm I'm liking that for the Rams for sure, but the Cardinals are dishing out everybody's fantasy points. So I wouldn't get too excited about it. Tyler Higby also had a great game, uh, not Gerald Everett. So keep an eye on that moving forward. Uh once again, the Rams with a bounce back win here, 34-7 moving to seven and five, and the Cardinals falling to 3-8-1. and Now we have the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh Phillip Rivers, 265 and two touchdowns, but not able to get it done. Um, Last minute here against the Broncos, Uh, Melvin Gordon almost 100 yards and Mike Williams five catches for 117 had an incredible uh, leaping grab to keep the game alive, but uh, the Chargers were not able to get it done. On the other side, uh, Drew Locke gets his. Um, debut with the Broncos and actually looked really good early um, with two early touchdowns uh, to Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton had one of the better catches of the season um, where he dove and basically caught it one-handed on a dive out in front of him and wrapped it up into his elbow and, and curled it up before it hit the ground. And that was a fantastic catch to start the game there. So the Broncos get the win with the last second field goal from um, McManus uh, to beat the rival Chargers 23-20. to the, the Broncos moving to four and eight. The Chargers falling to four and eight there, and um, looks like uh, they're going to battle it out for the bottom of the AFC West, where the Raiders and Chiefs, who we'll get to in just one second, were battling out for first place. So um, the Philip Lindsay and, and uh, Philip Lindsey and Royce Freeman, uh, not much for either of those guys. Philip Lindsey looks really good, but not a lot of stats there. So uh, the Broncos twenty three to twenty over the rival Chargers. Next up, we have the Raiders and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 25 and three versus the uh, AFC West opponents since 2015, dating back to the Alex Smith days. Uh, the Chiefs took this one away immediately um, 40 to nine. The Chiefs move up to eight and four, and the Raiders fall to six and six. The Raiders had an opportunity to beat the Chiefs here and move into first place of the AFC West, but not many people thought that was possible. Um, them traveling. Uh, into the Midwest, into the cold. Derek Carr not playing very well in the cold. uh, We saw this one coming a mile away, but the Chiefs beat up on him early. Uh, Damian Williams did not play in this game. Um, Daryl Williams got hurt in this game. Shady McCoy looks washed. So it looks like Darwin Thompson is going to be your guy off the waiver wires. I would definitely be picking him up for sure. Rashad Penny, Darwin Thompson, Alexander Madison, who we'll get to the Vikings in just a second. But those guys are your top waiver pickups for sure with the handcuffs and even a bottom flex position already. So make sure you uh, dive into those guys if you can. Chiefs, big win, 40-9. to Next up, Sunday Night Football, Texans upset the Patriots, move to 8-4. and And the Patriots fall to 10 and 2, 28 to 22. Texans with the win. Tom Brady, 303, but not enough. James White, crushing it. One of the top performers in fantasy on the week. And Julian Edelman, over 100 yards in the touchdown. Watson, though, four touchdowns, including a reception from a lateral shovel pass from DeAndre Hopkins late in the game. So the uh, Texans get a huge statement victory here at home, 28 to 22 over the Patriots. Patriots going to need to figure out this run game quickly, and their defense has been a little bit susceptible uh, recently. So the Texans get their first win versus the Patriots since week 17 of 2009. Last game of the day, or of the week, I should say, week 13, Vikings and the Seahawks. The Vikings had every opportunity to win this game multiple times, but they fall short to the Seahawks, 37-20 in Seattle. The Seahawks move into first place in the NFC uh West and second seed in the NFC overall bumping the 49ers down to the fifth seed actually. Um the Seahawks win the game 37-30, move to 10 and 2 and the Vikings fall to 8 and 4. Kirk Cousins, 0 and 8 in his career on Monday Night Football. 0 and 8 on Monday Night Football for Kirk Cousins. He was two um he was 276 yards and two touchdowns, but not enough, um, as Chris Carson and Rashad Penny absolutely beasted in this game. Um, 75 offensive snaps. Chris Carson had 39 of them. Carson, uh, Rashad Penny had 35 of them, um, and they both beat up on the Vikings. Both scoring touchdown, Rashad Penny had two of them. Um, Chris Carson over a hundred yards and DK Metcalf six for 75 Tyler Lockett did not do anything in this game he was active in a decoy but he was coming off of a gnarly flu I guess so he didn't do much there I expect him to be just fine moving forward he's not exactly injured he was sick um it is that time of year so um you know, Make sure you're getting your rest and your vitamins and liquids, but uh, these football players are human beings. Most of them, anyway, are human beings as well, so they're going to get sick from time to time, and it's, it's tough when it's a blank uh, instead of just being out for the game, but he was out. Uh, Thielen, a late scratch as well. Rudolph gets his uh, complimentary December touchdown that we're used to, um, and Dalvin Cook really bearing the lead here. Dalvin Cook uh, had a nice game, an early touchdown, but he left the game with, a, I think, a, a shoulder uh, shoulder clavicle sprain. I'll know more about that. Maybe an AC joint sprain. I'll know more, and I'll, I'll give it to you ASAP once I get it. Um, but Alexander Madison came in late. He is the uh, a top waiver Pick up, as I mentioned, Rashad Penny, Alexander Madison, both in this game, um, as well as Darwin Thompson, as I just mentioned. So make sure you go get one of those guys under waivers, if still available. I would stash all three if you can, regardless of league, um, because if if any of those guys, uh, the Chiefs backfield looks like it's up for grabs anyway, for Darwin Thompson, who scored a touchdown and looked great. For the Chiefs, Chris Carson uh, gets hurt or fumbles. Rashad Penny's a league winner, potentially, and um, Alexander Madison, same thing in Minnesota. So... That is the long week 13 recap. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to catch my breath. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do our ballers and stallers for week 13. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball__tckpod, Twitter at tck__pod, facebook at the candlestick kids fantasy podcast or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening it really helps us to get your feedback finally please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings lucas's start sit article and more before we get into the second half of the episode here's a quick word from our sponsor anchor stay tuned Hey, Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's Anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Week 13, Ballers and Stallers. We had a lot on each category. Of course, we had the three games on Thanksgiving where we saw big performances from Mitch Trubisky, actually. um, And we were able to see uh, the Falcons and the Saints and uh, really some of these bigger offenses, the Cowboys, Stall. So it was interesting to see everything unfold in your last week of the regular season for the fantasy playoffs. Then, of course, come on Sunday, we had some huge performances. Um, And then Sunday night, Deshaun Watson with the four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers with the four touchdowns during the day. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a number of touchdowns as well. Jared Goff over 400 yards. Big, 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 big momentum building uh, performances by your quarterbacks, especially in the fantasy. playoff play-in games in week 13 so uh, congratulations again to those of you in uh, the tournament best of luck to you and uh, for those of you who might be out completely I you know if you're still listening and you're out of the fantasy playoffs shouts out to you you're a gamer um, and I appreciate the hustle Um, but uh, you know for those of you if you get eliminated in the next couple of weeks hopefully get that championship but if you get eliminated in this couple of weeks Stay tuned. Um, I think something that's important that I've learned over the last couple of years is even when you're done, if you lose track of the fantasy season, it makes sense. I mean, if you're out, you're out, and life goes on, you got other shit to do. I get it. But it's really helpful if you continue to pay attention at least. throughout the fantasy playoffs, throughout the NFL playoffs, throughout the Super Bowl and the off season because that really helps you get ready for next year's draft. I know next year's draft is not until August, September and you can let it go for 6 months and 8 months and have your life back, but you know, bat in ear every once in a while so you're staying tuned to some things going on. So, just a quick uh, you know, word of advice, I definitely do that. Um, I'm quite I'm a fantasy football nerd, but I like to do that myself cuz it keeps me in tune. So, um, I, I, recommend you continue to follow your, your Instagram and Twitter pages that you follow, uh, follow, you know, our podcast, but also other podcasts as well. Um, and just kind of, you know, keep an eye on that without any further ado. Sorry for the delay there. I got a little, got a little excited. Uh, let's jump into the ballers and stallers for week 13. We'll start with the quarterbacks per always Deshaun Watson, big game, uh, 230- four and three touchdowns passing again, a one yard reception um, from uh, I think technically it's a, it's a, a a one yard or a negative one yard reception um, from uh, from, DeAndre Hopkins, but nonetheless, it was a it was a, a forward pass. They counted it as instead of a lateral, so it was a reception for a touchdown for Deshaun Watson. Pretty cool play there. But Deshaun Watson, the top performer for quarterbacks. Right behind him, Aaron Rodgers, two forty three and four touchdowns from him as well. Twenty four more on the ground. Ryan Fitzmagic, three sixty five and three. Jared Goff, four twenty four and two. Carson Wentz, three ten and three. Tom Brady, three twenty six and three. Mitch Trubisky, three thirty eight and three. He's been looking good the last couple of weeks and um josh allen a rushing touchdown and 43 yards on the ground another one and 230 through the air and then kyle allen just 278 and two touchdowns and then dak prescott three um 355 and two touchdowns but not uh what you were expecting and um an honorable mention here lamar jackson patrick mahomes um they're pretty much always up in the staller category so i'm not going to call them uh or excuse me top of the baller category so i'm not going to call them stallers but uh, Lamar Jackson, one hundred five and one through the air, one hundred one and one on the ground, and Patrick Mahomes, one seventy-five and one through the air and three for twenty-five and one on the ground. Taysom Hill also uh, does count as a quarterback, so if you flexed him or you had him as your uh, you know second QB somehow in your league in a super flex, you're stoked there. He has a rushing and a receiving touchdown um, for the uh, Saints, and um, couple honorable mentions here a little bit further david blau two cousins wilson rivers matt ryan Tannehill all had two touchdowns some stallers here at the quarterback position kyla murray 163 and none through the air 28 yards and a touchdown late andy dalton you probably weren't playing him but if you did go ahead and stream uh 243 and one he actually had a much better real life game than fantasy game but nonetheless uh, andy dalton not much there Uh, Drew Locke probably wasn't started either, but 134 and two touchdowns for him. Again, not a terrible real-life game, but not really much for fantasy. Jacoby Brissett, Drew Brees, um, Garner Minshew, and Devlin Hodges, only one touchdown there. I can't imagine anybody started Garner Minshew considering he was not starting in this game, Um, but I think he would be a nice pickup moving forward. And Jameis Winston, uh, just um, 268 and no touchdowns for him. Uh, Sam Darnold injured a little bit in this game. He did not throw a touchdown either. Keep an eye on him. Derek Carr, Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Mayfield, uh, all with just one touchdown each. Those are your ballers and stallers for the quarterbacks. We'll jump over to the running backs here. Of course, this is always PPR scoring here on the podcast. James White. My man, James White, back on top, 37.7 PPR fantasy points, 14 carries, 79 yards, eight receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns on 11 targets. The end of this game was insane. The Patriots were down two touchdowns, basically having no actual enthusiasm to try to win the game, it looked like. Um, but the Tom Brady just dumped and dumped and dumped and dumped and dumped. It's, it seemed like 15 plays in a row. It turned out to be about you know five or six on the last drive. But it seemed like every single play, James White was getting a dump off for a free 10 to 15 yards. Um, I'm surprised it was only eight for 98. But James White, big game here uh, on top of the food chain once again. Darius Guys a big game as well, 10 for 129 and 2 uh, through the air. I love him moving forward. Rashad Penny, 15 for 74 and 1, 4 for 33 and 1, both receiving and rushing touchdown for him. Derrick Henry stays hot, 26 for 149 and 1, another 17 yards receiving. Raheem Mostert, 19 for 146 and 1. Miles Sanders, 17 for 83 on the ground, but 5 for 22 and a receiving touchdown. And Zeke Elliott, 12 for 71, but another 76 through the air on 10 targets. Duke Johnson, just 36 yards rushing, but 54 and 1 touchdown through the air. Devin Singletary, 63 on the ground, but 38 and 1 through the air as well Todd Gurley uh, somewhat of a vintage game here Uh, nearly 120 total yards on 20 touches with a touchdown and Peyton Barber again kind of sneak attacks those two touchdowns uh, from Ronald Jones Um, a couple honorable mentions here Leonard Fournette just 38 yards on 14 carries but nine receptions on for 53 yards 11 targets for Leonard Fournette you gotta love that they said they were going to use him preseason. Doug Morone has been true to his word. They're using him in the past game. Leonard Fournette actually kind of criticized early in his career for being a, a clumsy receiver. He's actually quite reliable and dependable, and you just need to get the ball in his hands in open space. He's fast. He's quick. He's got some agility left and he's a fucking monster when he gets rolling. So Uh, Big game for Leonard Fournette, but um, does not get those touchdowns after two last week. Uh, Chris Carson, 23 for 102 and one, just one reception for seven yards, but Chris Carson getting it done as well. And Kareem Hunt, seven for 46 on the ground, five for 19 in the touchdown through the air. And Christian McCaffrey, 14 for 44, no touchdowns, seven for 58 on 13 targets for Christian McCaffrey, and Joe Mixon falls in the end zone as well. A couple stallers here, um, Austin Eckler. Does score a touchdown, but just 67 total yards on 13 touches. David Montgomery um, does have a touchdown as well, but just 87 yards for him total. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 99 yards and a touchdown, but didn't break 100 yards or nothing in the pass game, unfortunately. Saquon Barkley, again, hard to call it a stall with 22 touches, over 110 total yards, but doesn't get in the end zone there. Um, Benny Snell, Dalvin Cook, again, injured. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, uh, LeSean McCoy and Jamal Williams, Levy Bell, Devonta Freeman, Josh Jacobs, Lindsey Chubb, uh, Bo Scarborough, Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones. A couple of names that let you down here with under 12 to 15 PPR fantasy points. So, in a standard league, 10 to 15 points from your running back is solid. In a PPR league, you got to be closer to you know 15 to 18 pretty consistently to uh, be competitive there. So, some dud games there. Um, Royce Freeman, Kenyon Drake, Ty Johnson. Uh, Sonny Michelle, David Johnson, again, some of these names that were used to being at the top just weren't this week. Moving on to the receivers, big game from Devontae Parker, almost 35 fantasy points here, seven for 59 and two touchdowns on 10 targets. Robert Woods, uh, I think the biggest, biggest, production on the day, but he just didn't have a touchdown, so he, he didn't have as many fantasy points as Parker, but 13 for 172 on 19 targets for Robert Woods. Alshon Jeffrey, nine for 137 and one on 16 targets. Love to see that. Uh Dallas Goddard was a little bit banged up in this game. Zach Ertz came into the game banged up. They have no other receiving options. Jordan Howard's hurt. Uh if Alshon Jeffrey can stay healthy, which is a huge if, um, he can really go nuts uh with the remainder of their schedule. Um, And played very well in this game. So you have these big games from Alshon Jeffrey, but not very reliable, unfortunately. But a big game here nine for 137 and one on 16 targets. Kenny Galladay did most of his work in the first couple of plays four for 158 and a touchdown. Could have had a lot more work later, just five targets, but he made the most of those. Devontae Adams, six for 64 and two. Love him moving forward, even with the. uh, not so plus matchups in the fantasy playoffs versus the Vikings and the Bears. However, both the Vikings and the Bears have been susceptible in the last couple weeks, and obviously, um, we all saw Monday night that um, uh, Rhodes, um, Xavier Rhodes, is no longer the All-Pro Xavier Rhodes from a couple years ago. Um, I don't know if he's injured or unmotivated or what, but he had he had words with his defensive coordinator after the game. Um, He is potentially going to be let go at the end of the season. I don't want to speculate, but not looking good there for Xavier Rhodes in Minnesota. I think uh, Devontae Adams can eat uh, whoever he's got to play there in Minnesota moving forward. So like him down the stretch. Cortland Sutton stays hot, 4 for 74. A beautiful, beautiful touchdown. Another one across the back of the end zone as well. Two touchdowns for him. Cole Beasley, 6 for 110 and a touchdown. Stays hot. Anthony Miller, nice appearance. 9 for 140 on 13 targets. Allen Robinson right behind him, eight for 86 and a touchdown on 12 targets. So two uh big games from the Mitch Trubisky led Bears receivers. You like to see that. Julian Edelman, six for one oh one, uh, six for one oh six and a touchdown on 12 targets. James Washington, four for one eleven and a touchdown. And Alan Lazard again with a big uh early touchdown there from Aaron Rodgers. And um Two More names here on a couple honorable mentions. Uh, DJ Moore 75 and a touchdown, DD Westbrook 60 and a touchdown, Keenan Allen 68 and a touchdown, Cooper Cup 65 and a touchdown, Zach Paschal, over 100 yards, but no touchdown from him. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd each, um, with uh, nice games there, and Robbie Anderson and Mike Williams over 100 yards as well. Some stallers in the category, Amari Cooper, 85 and none. Curtis Samuel, 65 and a touchdown, but not much. Otherwise, just four receptions. Russell Gage did get a touchdown, but didn't do as much as I thought he was going to be able to with Julio Jones out. DeAndre Hopkins did better than most people do against um, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Excuse me, I was going to say uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I apologize. Stephon Gilmore. I got too many names on my brain. I'm rattling off. Um, Stephon Gilmore for the Patriots. Uh, Nobody does anything against him. New Hopkins was able to get five for 64 on eight targets. I like that. Uh, But for his standard, not what you were expecting. Um, Kenny Stills, David Moore, Debo Samuel, Marvin Jones, Sterling Shepard, and Laquan Treadwell siding all had a touchdown as well. Um, Not much out of uh, Larry Fitzgerald, DK Metcalf um michael thomas just six for 48 we're going to give him a pass of course he'll be fine moving down the list uh john brown he actually had a passing touchdown in this game um but just three for 26 through the air Auden tate not able to do much with andy dalton coming back um darius slayton cooled off tyree kill just five for 55 and mike evans uh four for 53 uh michael gallup three for 63 Stephon Diggs, four for 25, and dud games from Nelson Aguilar and Chris Godwin as well. Move on to the tight ends, and we will get out of here. Tyler Higbee, as I mentioned, not Gerald Everett for the Rams. Big game here, almost 24 fantasy points. Uh, Anything really over maybe 12 uh for for your tight end even in ppr is pretty incredible so to double that is quite impressive um tyler higby seven for 107 and a touchdown on eight targets jack doyle filling in for eric ebron who is now on ir ty hilton is also injured um they have a a circus at, at running back so i think that jack doyle could potentially be um More of a busy body there for the Colts, a nice waiver pickup there if you're uh, hurting at tight end. Six for 73 and a touchdown on 11 targets. Mike Kosicki, five for 79 and a touchdown. He's been hot the last couple weeks. Vintage Jason Witten, six for 42, but he gets into the end zone as well. Eight um, targets. He also had a two-point conversion, Jason Witten did. Darren Waller back to 100, seven for 100 uh, even, and no touchdowns but nine targets. You like to see that. Kyle Rudolph – Jaden Graham for the Falcons, the next Falcons tight end here. And uh, Mark Andrews all had touchdowns for uh, your tight end position. A couple of honorable mentions here. Travis Kelsey, five for 90, no end zone, but you know, he's solid. Uh, Dallas Goddard, six for 66. Jared Cook three for 85 OJ Howard five for 61 like to see that on six targets Jacob Hollister six for 44 and uh, Darren Fells gets a touchdown as well as Derek Carrier who's the other kind of the third tight end option there for the Raiders and CJ Ozama haven't spoke of him at all this season he gets a uh, five for 51 there not much out of Ryan Griffin Uh, T.J. Hawkinson placed on IR for the Lions, unfortunately. His rookie season is over. Um, Zach Ertz just 3-for-24. Greg Olson, as I mentioned, left the game with a concussion, 3-for-22 before that. Vance McDonald, 3-for-21. And, excuse me, George Kittle, 2-for-17. Expect more out of him for sure. Uh, Ben Watson had a nice catch for uh, the patriots but matt LaCosse is also there too they have still yet to find that gronk piece um so unfortunately the the patriots tight end position is just not one we can play with right now and a couple of the names here for you hunter henry just two for ten uh that's gonna that's gonna definitely inflate moving forward or has to um and then uh jimmy graham also one for 16 not sure who's playing jimmy graham anymore at this point but if you did not much there. Tyler Eifert one for 12, and Irv Smith uh, missed a potential uh, game-continuing first-down catch, but it was overthrown uh, or out of reach from Kirk Cousins. Uh, just one catch there for Irv Smith Jr. Those are your ballers installers for Week 13. Heading into Week 14, we've got a lot going on on the podcast. We're going to have our usual episodes. We're going to have our, our, our preview for Week 14. We're going to have our starts and sits of the week per usual. We're going to have our TCK pod league um, recap and preview for the playoffs. It's going to be a little bit shorter because we're preview previewing less teams moving forward. We'll recap everybody like we always do, but we're only previewing uh, the the playoffs version of that. We're going to try to run in a, a kind of an extra uh, bonus segment, if you will. Um, we're still fine tuning that there, um, but we will have that for you uh, later on in the week. So hope this has been helpful for you throughout the year. I hope that, uh, my advice and Lucas and Chris and everybody else who has been on the podcast has been valuable to you. Um, we, uh, do this as a passion project and I love fantasy football. The guys do as well. Um, I know that if you're listening to it, you do as well. And, and my, really, my only wish for this podcast is that all of the time and energy that I put into the, to, to my own leagues and share with you all becomes beneficial for you. And, um, I hope that it is, I know I'm not going to be right all the time, Uh, I know I'm not going to be wrong all the time though. Uh, and and I feel like I'm pretty straightforward with you. I I try to cut the bullshit. I try to be pretty honest and, um, you know, sometimes I miss and, and, and that's part of the game. But I think a lot of times being accurate, it's not about patting myself on the back. It's about the process we go through here on the TCK pod. And, um, I hope you're finding these tools and these processes and, uh, the information that we're diving into and the research valuable to you. If you have, Please leave us a rate and review and subscribe on the podcast. All the links are coming up in the outro, as always. Please leave us a, a message and a comment. and Let me know how you guys are doing in your leagues. And I'm really, really excited to hear about those championships coming up for you listeners in the next couple of weeks. Congratulations on making the fantasy playoffs. Best of luck the rest of the way. And tune in for the next couple of weeks and through the Super Bowl into the offseason of next year on the TCK Pod podcast. For the Listener League, I appreciate all of you for tuning in. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time on the podcast. Best of luck. Go hit those waivers. Shoots! That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at TCK underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, Lucas's start sit columns, and playoff schedule strengths and weaknesses if you've gained any value from this episode you know what to do please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening leave a rate and review for the podcast and give us a like and a follow on social medias it really does make a difference for us make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the candlestick kids fantasy podcast thank you so much for tuning in i'm sky guasco and i am out of here thank you for listening to believe